Welcome back to Sad Girl Hours. Today is going to be a really hard episode to get through, but I think that it is important to be talking about, and September is Suicide Prevention Month, so what better time than now to talk about it uh suicide and depression they're they're such stigmatized topics and there are still so many people out there who really don't understand it and judge it and have this really ugly way of looking at the people who do commit suicide or who are suicidal or self-harm and the best way that I know how to fight against stigmas like that is to educate and open a dialogue and talk more about it. Um, so obviously there is a trigger warning to this. Um, I'm just like hoping I can get through this all in one in one piece. So um, just know this will be a little bit rough, but... Also, I think that what I have to kind of share with you guys today could really help somebody who's struggling. So if you're struggling and you are having a hard time or somebody that you love is having a hard time, I highly recommend that you stay and listen to this, even in the parts where it's going to be a little bit rocky and hard. Um, I have some things that I'll be sharing that some people have sent in to me me to share on the show um i actually have a few songs that i'm going to be playing you guys a little bit later in the episode we'll get more into that but a lot of really good information about suicide and what we can do to kind of spot the signs and help prevent the people and our loved ones from feeling like they have to take that step so Get some water, uh, take a second to kind of take some breathers if you need to. I know I'm going to take a drink of water before I dive into this. Um, And also, I hope that you guys are having a really awesome week. I hope that you guys are all doing well. Uh, Things have been really busy. Last week, we did not have an episode. So thank you guys for being understanding with that. And, um, you know, I think it's really important to remember that if you need a break, you need some time for just you, that you don't have to explain that to anybody. And it is so important to do so, especially if your body and your mind is screaming at you to just take time for you. Please do. Um, I really think in a way that plays a lot into our mental health and how we take care of ourselves. And obviously, suicide has a lot to do with the mental health. So if it's time for you to take a break. Don't wait until you're on empty. Um, and make sure that you are drinking your water and, and being as healthy as you can be. In the United States, more than 47,500 people die by suicide each year. It is the 10th leading cause of death overall. The third leading cause of death for people aged 10 to 14 and the second leading cause of death for individuals aged 15 to 24. On average, one person commits suicide every 16.2 minutes. Two-thirds of the people who commit suicide suffer from depression. And as I mentioned, suicide is the second leading cause of death among young adults, and for every youth suicide it is estimated that there is 100 to 200 others who attempt suicide, Um, which is just heartbreaking uh, to hear. Like, I don't know. When I was looking for statistics to share for this episode, it just blew my mind because, you know, you hear one person commits suicide every 16 minutes, It's the third leading cause of death 
for people aged 10 to 14. Those are kids. And then the second leading cause of death for individuals aged 15 to 24. I'm 25. Um, and hearing how large of an issue this is, it is crazy to me the lack of openness and space for mental health and the resources for mental health and how looked down upon having a mental illness is and then you hear about things like this it just it it really makes me sad um that things like this are not taken more seriously and that it isn't talked about more I do want to share a quote from the Jed Foundation. It says, Young adulthood is a time when many people experience significant stress from life transitions, such as gaining more independence and responsibility when moving from home or beginning college or a career. That stress has been amplified by the COVID-19 pandemic. Yet we've seen striking glimmers of resilience, the ability to bounce back from a negative experience or difficult challenge. And when I read that, I was just like, yeah, man, like the transition from being a kid to an adult, I I feel like that alone, that experience as a whole isn't talked about enough. I don't think that we are prepared enough for that. Um, Just, I think our school systems and we as people could do a lot better job of Maybe not sugarcoating the world and the responsibilities and the things that you are going to eventually have to do when you are an adult. And at the same time, though, I wish people were more open about the fact that, like, nobody knows what the fuck is going on. Nobody knows what the fuck they're doing. We're all just out here winging it. Like, I know every single adult out there, <laughs> they, they can lie, but like they don't know what the fuck's going on. And they didn't when we were kids either. And so I wish it was more acknowledged that it's like, hey, we're all just doing our best, all of us. Um, none of us really know um, how to get through life. But at the same time, like here's some things that can help you with that transition, like teaching us how have really good like finance skills and budgeting and what those bills are even going to look like like what to prepare for like all of the things like health insurance uh just everything it it is such a transformative period and I don't know if it's just me that relates to this or what but I just I had a really hard time during that period of my life because it was really hard to accept that you know I wanted to grow up so so bad and then I get to adulthood and I have all these responsibilities that all of a sudden are on my shoulders that I had never even thought out thought about prior um And I had no idea how to navigate any of it. And I had no idea how to balance things. And that stress. And then, you know, not making the greatest financial choices. And making all of these mistakes that get you in this bigger hole. It really makes you feel this sense of shame and guilt. And self-hatred about yourself that's how I felt at least I just felt like I was failing so miserably as a human being and it seems like everybody else around me just had life figured out and was doing so well because you see on social media those highlight reels of people's lives because you're not seeing everything that they're dealing with and going through but you see the best parts of everybody else around you And that just leads to more shame and more guilt. And it's just this really hard cycle to be in, especially when you are doing your damnedest to just get yourself out of that place and really figure it out. And it's hard. Um, I don't really know how to put a lot of it into words. That's really why I love 
Dabin's Wild Youth album so much um, because that whole album is centered around growing up and what it feels like to grow up and how it actually isn't just this like easy thing to go from being a kid to an adult. It, it really isn't. And that's why I think it's so important as adults to really keep that childlike sense to us, to keep us young and remember those times and how like I look back and even though I don't want to go back to high school, like I'm just like, damn. I like I, I wish I would have enjoyed those times more and focused on different things and really taken advantage of my time as being a kid. And I think a lot of people experience that kind of regret. I went on a tangent there a little bit, but it just I really do, do think that that plays a role in things, especially when younger kids suffer um, with depression and things like that. Um but honestly, just in general, we as individuals and a collective need to work on trying to understand suicide rather than judging it. Because judging it just further creates more of that stigma I talked about around the issue itself. And I think after reading those statistics, you guys can agree with me that suicide is a public health issue. Um, and I think it's important for people to understand that depression does not discriminate the chances are that you know somebody right now who is struggling and there's a high chance that you're not even aware of it um you know everyone has something going on in their life but we all have responsibilities and things we need to focus on so it can become really really easy to stay in our own bubble and not really think about the things that other people are dealing with every single day on a day-to-day -day basis. And this is why it's so important to take that time to reach out and really look for those warning signs. Um, speaking from my experience, uh, I really learned how to mask what I was feeling um, or I would isolate. So if I was feeling okay enough and had the energy to kind of fake it for a few hours or whatever else um, than I would. But if I was just not in that space, I would just isolate because I didn't want people to see because it was very apparent, like visually, if I wasn't able to fake it, that I wasn't really in the greatest spot. So I chose to isolate altogether. And depression in particular plays a huge role in suicide. The difficulty that suicidal people have imagining a solution to their suffering is due in part to the distorted thinking that is caused by the depression. And I absolutely have experienced this firsthand myself, um, especially now that I am in a really good spot and like looking back uh, the spaces that I was in and the thoughts that I was having and just everything I can definitely understand how having depression causes that distorted thinking and when you get to that space when it's really really dark um, and you stay in that space it is so hard to pull yourself out of it for one but it's so hard to reach out for help and once it's gone to that point, it's so hard to just be honest about the way that you're feeling. Um, I personally have a really hard time asking for help and things started getting better for me the second that I did and that I was more open and honest with people around me about how I was feeling. Um, intrusive thoughts specifically is what I had a really hard time with. Um, for anybody who doesn't know really what that means, um, literally just the way it sounds like thoughts that just come into your head, you're not thinking anything along the lines of the thought and it just kind of boom comes in and there's really no way of stopping it. And my intrusive thoughts got to a point where they were just so loud that like that's all I could even think about and I had no energy for anything else because I was constantly trying to counteract these thoughts on my own 
But when I asked for help, that was when I really was able to break that habit because I, I wasn't alone with my thoughts anymore. And I went to somebody who validated me and supported me and showed me that I was not alone and that those thoughts that I were ha- that I was having weren't true and that I didn't have to listen to them. Um, so I just wanted to share that. Um, helpguide.org says, most suicidal individuals give warning signs or signals of their intentions. The best way to prevent suicide is to recognize these warning signs and know how to respond if you spot them. If you believe that a friend or family member is suicidal, you can play a role in suicide prevention by pointing out the alternatives, showing them that you care, and getting a doctor or psychologist involved. Major warning signs of suicide include talking about killing or harming oneself, talking or writing a lot about death or dying, um, seeking out things that could be used in a suicide attempt, such as drugs or a weapon, These signals are even more dangerous if the person has a mood disorder such as depression or bipolar, suffers from alcohol dependence, has previously attempted suicide, or has a family history of suicide. As I was going through these, um, I really had an epiphany um, because my dad's suicide... um, I talk more about it in the second episode, but for years, I didn't really know if it even was suicide, actually, for like 13, almost 14 years. um, There was always a question of how he died, and I just recently was able to confirm that it was suicide. Um, And in talking to my dad's friend that was in the apartment with him that had spent that day with him, um, he actually showed a lot of warning signs, actually. Um, My dad was actually supposed to be moving out of his apartment the day that this happened. And his friend had gone over there to help move him out, but also him and his girlfriend, because his girlfriend was with him as well they had gone over to let my dad know that they were having a baby they were pregnant and so they were sharing that news with him just hanging out and they were going to help him move and they went to go uh, get beer and his friend told me that normally uh, this is out in Twilla if anybody's familiar with Twilla normally they go to quality quick stop or quality quick store whatever it's called um normally go there and they would just get like the cheap like the cheapest 40 type of beers they could get he said that they were always really cheap didn't have a lot of money um so they go to get beer and this time instead my dad was like you know what no fuck that we're gonna go to the bakery which is like just a (laughs) it's not really bougie but like bougier than quality quick stop um still like a a gas station without gas like just a convenience store kind of thing um and he mentioned that he thought it was weird because they never went there and he thought that my dad was in a lot better of a mood that day like way better than he had seen him in a while very uppity upbeat um so they go to the bakery and my dad goes in to get beer and he comes out with a six pack of I don't remember the brand he said but like more expensive beer um and they never got six packs like that and they never bought that kind of beer he was like I've never seen your dad drink that kind of beer and he was like I even made a comment to him like damn Jerry coming up in the world and he just kind of looked at him and smiled and didn't say anything and he didn't really think any more of it and they go back to the apartment um and not too long after that my dad shot himself in front of his best friend and his best friend's girlfriend and it's just I don't know it's a really weird thing to accept because my dad's dad my grandpa 
also committed suicide when my dad was a baby. Um, so it's a generational curse that has followed that family line and I've been in that space and I'm very thankful to be breaking that generational curse and being the first uh, on that side of the family to actually look into my mental health and make that a priority and try and get help. Um, So, and it's sad because I don't think that's really an uncommon thing. Uh, I think a lot of people um, whose parents suffered from something like that also suffer with depression. Um, It can be a generational thing. Um, but yeah, it was just, it was, it was really weird to, to go through all of these things and be like, wow, like I didn't really think my dad had showed signs, but he did. Um, so back to kind of other signs that you can look for a more subtle, but equally dangerous warning sign of suicide is hopelessness. Studies have found that hopelessness is a strong predictor of suicide. People who feel hopeless may talk about unbearable feelings, predict a bleak future, and state that they have nothing to look forward to. Other warning signs that point to a suicidal mind frame include dramatic mood swings or a sudden personality change, such as switching from outgoing to withdrawn or from well-behaved to rebellious. A suicidal person may also lose interest in day-to-day activities, neglect their appearance, or show big changes in their eating or sleeping habits. Feelings of worthlessness, guilt, shame, self-hatred, and feeling like a burden are also huge factors to this. And this is one of the biggest reasons to me why self-love is so important to be teaching our next generation, but also teaching ourselves here in the present. So to anyone uh, who is not as comfortable with the topic of suicide or you know someone or you care about someone who is suicidal and you've been there for them. Um, If you feel like you don't really know how to go about things, I wrote down some tips to help you guys out. Um, I, um, I hate to say unfortunately, but I unfortunately um, not only have experienced depression, but most of the people in my life that I really care about suffer from depression of some kind. And so I have, I've, I've, I don't know how to word it. I've, I've worked with this type of thing for many years for lots of different people. Even when I was in junior high, I feel like I really attracted friends that we're going through really hard times. And so for me, I'm very comfortable and I I would love to be that person to help somebody during this time. And I feel like I know how to go about things, but um, I know not everybody does. So suicide prevention tip one, uh, speak up when you're worried. So ways that you can kind of start the conversation if you don't really know how you could say like, hey, I wanted to check in with you because you haven't seemed yourself lately. Or you could say something like, I've been feeling concerned about you lately. How are you doing? Is everything okay? Um, Questions that you can ask them. Uh, These were the ones that I liked the most specifically. Like obviously you don't have to just do this, but asking them how you can best support them right now um, or asking them if there's something that happened to make them feel this way um, just so they know that they have that space to open up a little bit more if there is something that happened. I do want to say that sometimes um, nothing happened. Sometimes, you know, that, that was one of my hardest things with my depression and being in those states is a lot of times... Um, which there's always something going on lying beneath the surface that, in my opinion, that's not being worked through to cause that type of depression, but depression is also a chemical imbalance in your brain. So there's also that. Um, but so that's what I mean by sometimes nothing happens. Sometimes we are just in this state of guilt and self-hatred and just shame. Like that's those are the best words I can use to describe how I felt in my depression. And 
Um, so, you know, don't always expect somebody to have something that has happened to make them feel this way. And that doesn't make their feelings any less valid. Um, so I just thought that was important to note things that you can say to help letting them know that they're not alone and that you are there to support them. Um, or saying something like, I may not be able to understand exactly how you feel, but I care about you and I want to help. Um, and I think, you know, letting them know, you know, you may not believe it now, but the way you're feeling can change. Um, the wheel of fortune's constantly turning. Things are constantly changing. Um, five minutes ago will never happen again. This moment, right? This second it is now gone and it will never happen again. Um, things are always in motion and I am such a huge believer that like things cannot and will not forever be bad it can't it is impossible for things to work that way um it just does it's just a matter of holding on and telling yourself even when things are bad that it's not going to be this way forever it won't stay this way um, some things uh, that I thought were also important for people who maybe aren't as comfortable with talking about this with people, um, kind of do's and don'ts when talking to someone who is feeling suicidal. Um, so do be yourself, do listen, definitely be sympathetic and non-judgmental. Offer hope for that person and make sure that you are taking them seriously. Um, I know a lot of people and I, so this is, this might be a hot take, but I feel like it's worth touching on, um, people who post, um, about killing themselves or things like that, like take that seriously, like still take it seriously. But I do think that there are times when there's a way that some people can go about it that can be attention seeking and that most of the time I do not think is the case at all at all I don't um but it does happen and um it those very few situations make it really hard for the people who do mean it to be believed which is really sad um so I just thought that was worth mentioning as well um but things that you don't want to be doing when helping somebody who is in this space is argue with them especially about the way they're feeling um you don't get to tell anybody how they feel about anything no matter what so definitely in this situation please don't do that to anybody um because if somebody is being open and honest with you and vulnerable with you about the state that they're in, uh, chances are that it's really, really hard for them to do that. Um, don't act shocked. Don't lecture on the value of life or argue that suicide is wrong. Um, and also, do not promise confidentiality. Um, and this is just... For the safety of that person, this is so serious and this is a life at risk. Um, I understand not wanting the whole world to know what's going on, but if it's bad enough like, and it's time to get help, you can't necessarily promise confidentiality to them. Definitely don't, which I'm bad at this because I do try and fix people's problems, but don't try and fix their problems or make them feel like they have to justify their suicidal feelings it's not about how bad the problem is but how badly it's hurting your friend or loved one so i am going to take this time to share this first song with you i actually i was only planning on sharing two songs during this um but i <laughs> I changed my mind and decided on three <laughs> because they just all, they all kind of fit a different aspect of this topic. And music has been something that has saved 
my life so many times and I know that I am not the only person out there that is like that. Uh, so I thought it would be nice to include these for people who also connect on that level. This song is actually by Elenium and Said the Sky and it is called Crazy Times. I feel like that song is a really good way to kind of describe what it feels like being in that space of not wanting to be here anymore. I really relate to that song for that reason. Um, and because of that, I wanted to talk about the quote unquote, what I call the gray area of suicide, uh, which is what I would say I was in for a very long time. Um, basically, um, and I, I didn't even realize that this was a thing for other people. I thought I was the only person that was this way. 
Um, but I, it was years ago. I found uh, article that some woman had wrote about how she wasn't suicidal. She didn't self-harm. She didn't necessarily want to kill herself. She just didn't want to be here anymore. She just wanted to go to bed and not wake up and just not exist. And that's where I was at for a long time. Um, And I, I tried finding that same article to read for this, but I couldn't find that specific one. But I am going to read from a different one that I did find. Are you in the gray area of suicide? Not everything is black and white, and that includes suicide. Sometimes I feel suicidal, but I also know that I won't actually give in to those feelings. You may feel this way too, and you probably think that you are alone in this. September is National Suicide Prevention Month, so today I want to raise awareness for those of us who are in the gray area of suicide. Personally, I think the gray area can mean different things for different people. I cannot speak for others' experiences, but I can speak of my own. For me, there are times when I feel at peace with dying. I don't want to take action, but yet I wouldn't be upset if something were to happen. These feelings do not just come up when I feel down. Sometimes it's actually when I'm in a really great mood. I've always dealt with anxiety and depression and have done extensive work to heal myself. Along with healing my anxiety and depression, my feelings of suicide have become less and less frequent. When I feel it come up, I do my best not to give power to it. I talk to someone I love and tell them how I'm feeling just to get it out in the open. I constantly remind myself that the feeling is temporary and it will pass. It isn't always this simple, but for the most part, it works for me. Maybe you are like me and have felt suicidal, but do not take action to harm yourself. If this is you, you are not alone and you are still worthy of help. If you are someone you, sorry, if you or someone you know are having thoughts of suicide, whether it is in the gray area or not, use the resources below. And then it says, if you feel you may hurt yourself or someone else, call 911 immediately. If you need help with distressing thoughts, including suicidal thoughts, call the National Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-8255. And I do have other resources that I'll talk about um, as well. And this will be linked in the description box. I'll make sure I post it on our uh, social media pages as well. And kind of trying to... Because we talk about suicide prevention and it's like, okay, what does that look like? Um, is it, I, I just wanted to understand what, pe- what people were actually meaning. Like, are there classes you can take? Like, and it turns out that there is actually. And I had no idea about this and I am actually very impressed. And I'm really glad that I stumbled upon this organization. It's called New Hope. This is local to Utah, so you can find them at newhope.org, but it's spelled N-U-H-O-P-E, utah.org. And so they are partnered with other local organizations to offer a number of suicide prevention classes and trainings for free or at low cost. These classes range from one and a half hours to do to two days and are available for all audiences. So I had actually, um, cause I, I was just like, there's classes for this. Like, so they're taught by uh, certified instructors through new hope, Weber Morgan health department, Davis behavioral health or other community partners. I can't remember if I said that already. So you guys might've just gotten double of that. Um, But I kind of wanted to talk about the types of courses they offer because for anybody and one of one of the programs they offer is for anybody who has lost somebody to suicide. So they have a support group. They have grief classes. They have all sorts of stuff. And I know not everybody wants to deal with their grief in a group setting with strangers. But suicide, unfortunately, is something that if you know somebody who has experienced a loss of somebody that they love to suicide, it's something that just naturally bonds anybody else who has experienced the same thing, in my opinion. So, 
So one of the courses they have is QPR, Question, Persuade, Refer. And this is three simple steps anyone can learn to help save a life from suicide. And for this course, it says, just as people trained in CPR and the Heimlich Maneuver help save thousands of lives each year, people trained in QPR learn how to recognize the warning signs of a suicide crisis and how to question, persuade, and refer someone to help. Each year, thousands of Americans like you are saying yes to saving the life of a friend, colleague, sibling, or neighbor. Um, So you can, this one is actually free of charge, which a lot of these courses are free. Um, You can go volunteer for these guys as well. Um, all presentations will be tailored to your needs and can be taught to youth as young as eighth grade and adults alike, which I think is amazing. Um, the other program that they have that I thought was really awesome is called Safe Talk. Um, it's a three hour training that focuses on being alert to the warning signs of a person at risk of suicide. Through words and actions, Safe Talk trained helpers can invite people to stay alive. During your training, you will notice and respond to situations where someone is experiencing suicidal thoughts or ideation, recognize invitations for help, move beyond the tendency to miss, dismiss, and avoid the subject of suicide, apply the talk steps, which are tell, ask, listen, and keep safe, and learn about community resources available to those with thoughts of suicide and how to connect them to these resources. Um, and they just they just have a lot of different courses. Youth Mental Health First Aid, that's a free course. Um, they have anything you can think of to really help as much as they possibly can with suicide prevention to get education out there. Um, I feel like... Um, how CPR is required for certain jobs. I feel like courses like that should be required for, I I just think that's something that should be taught in schools. Like if they're letting kids as young as eighth grade learning about this, there's more than enough, unfortunately, teenagers and young children that take their own life. This is something that we should be teaching in all schools. I think that it is something that everybody needs to be educated on and everybody should learn about and even though it's not offered in schools these are free courses that are offered to the community um so i'm going to do what i can to promote that because i think that is so important i can't say that enough um especially because if this is something we would have learned who knows maybe my friend zach would still be here um We were in high school when Zach took his own life, and I talked about him on, I think it was the first episode, Um, and I wasn't nearly as close as I wish that I could have been to him, but I was one of the people that he, and I didn't know it at the time, but he was saying goodbye to, and I think back on that all the time, and seeing how the not necessarily the the community but Syracuse High School specifically responded to him taking his own life um is a really good example of why things need to change because I my beautiful mother had helped me order and get some bracelets made for Zach in honor of him and I was going to be selling those to raise money for his family for his celebration of life and I was selling them at school. Obviously, all of his friends were there, um, their bracelets. And I got pulled into the office and told that if I continued selling those bracelets, that I would be suspended. It was not allowed. Um, I had asked if they would be willing to do a page in the yearbook dedicated to him, honoring him. And they told me no, because that would be glorifying suicide. Um, And I just can't even tell you how disgusting I feel like that is, especially looking back um, with what I know now with things. It's just, um, it's really sad. I don't think people who take their own lives should be looked down upon. I don't think it should be something that is judged. Um, And it could happen to any one of your loved ones. As I mentioned, you have no idea 
what could be going on in your loved one's minds or life. So I think before judging, it would be important to think about that first and maybe reach out to somebody that you care about rather than judging somebody for taking their own life. Um, I just, there's a lot of things that I know that Zach would have done. I think he would have been so successful in his music career and he was such a bright soul. I just, I want anybody listening to this who's struggling to know that it can get better and that the people around you love you and you would be missed terribly and you have no idea how your life could change. You have no idea how your life can change. And for a second, I want to take a moment and um, quote-unquote glorify suicide. That's not what I'm actually doing, but I am going to take a pause and play you guys this next song dedicated to my friend Zach and anybody who's listening that has lost a loved one. This song actually, as much as it fits for suicide awareness, it is actually, so it's called Brave Soul by Elenium and Emma Grace. And Emma is actually a Utah native. She was on the news for her story for doing this song with Elenium um, because she actually wrote this for her brother who was an addict and he passed away, unfortunately. So she wrote this for him, but when I listen to this, I think of anybody I've lost, but mostly anybody struggling with suicide that we have lost. So this is for you guys. Thank you. 
I know these aren't the best of quality, but I still had to share them. I had to. Um, I think about Zach every time I hear that and anybody that I know that's lost somebody that they love to suicide. So I just wanted to pay homage to the people that are no longer with us that we wish were. Um, There's so many things that I wouldn't have done or accomplished if I would have gone through with what I wanted to do to end my life. And it just, it's, it's really crazy to look back on. And I had a moment recently where I did reflect on everything that I wouldn't have experienced if I would have left. I would have never known that I'm actually a really good DJ and that it's something that I love doing. And that it's something that I'm good at and that I'm passionate about that gives me drive. I would have never known that I had it in me to get in front of people to show that talent. I would have never met my group of friends that have turned into family. I would have never been able to experience what it was like to have the most amazing relationship with my parents. I would have never experienced so many beautiful moments. I would have missed out on so many beautiful things and I wouldn't be creating this life right now that I'm so excited about and more excited by the day I There's just so many things, and I know it said not to preach to anybody who's suicidal about the value of life, but there is so much value in this life, and there's so many beautiful, incredible things waiting for you that you would have never even dreamed were coming to you, so keep going. I asked... um, some of my close friends and um, people to kind of give their input on things. Uh, So I asked two questions. One, if you could say anything to your younger self that was suicidal today, what would you say? And the other question I asked was, if you could say anything to somebody that you love that took their own life, what would you say? So the first question, I'm going to read some of these off. Um, So what would you say to the younger you today? And this person who I love so much, I'm going to try and get through this without sobbing. Uh, They said, I would say, I know you want to give up. I know you don't yet understand what's wrong with you. I know it hurts to exist sometimes but you'll never know how beautiful life can be if you pull that trigger. You're loved, you matter, and you're going to have a lot of fun in life if you would just hang on a little longer. I would also give myself a hug because I've always struggled with loving myself. And I promise the rest of you are going to be anonymous, but I just have to say because he was open on his episode. When he came on, that was my boyfriend and the father of my child and uh yeah it's just if he would have been successful I never would have even met him everything about my life the past two years would have never existed and he's such a huge part of my life oh so I'm so thankful that he is still here um Another one that I received said, I would tell myself, you are beautiful and you do mean something. You will experience so many good things that life has to offer. It may seem hard as of right now, but I promise everything will be okay soon. You will blossom into a human being that will be able to help others struggling with the same thing. Which is incredible because I think a lot of people who struggle with this kind of thing really gravitate towards helping others as well. Um, another one said to my younger self, I would say, stop harming yourself. Stop blaming yourself. Things are hard now, but they will get better. Love yourself as much as you love everyone else. 
You are loved and you deserve the beautiful life coming your way. Uh, the next one says, if I could tell my younger self anything, I would tell her to find her worth. Once you find that, no one can take that from you. I feel like that would have helped me feel like I was good enough and not have contemplated suicide as much, if at all. And I really relate and agree with this uh, 110%. I think really putting yourself first and knowing who you are and your worth and how valuable you are first always um, really, really helps in so many different aspects. Um, the next one says... I would tell my younger self, look, it'll always be up and down. It'll never be steady happiness. That's entirely too high of a standard. Except that you're sad. You're not bad to be around when you're sad. Just let people help you. It'll be okay. You'll always figure it out. You'll always figure out a backup plan. And I promise you won't be in survival mode forever. <sighs> that one too, really. Because, yeah, things aren't always going to be good. They can't always be good, but knowing that they will be better again is so important. The next one says, I would tell my younger self to just wait because he will eventually be surrounded by people that truly care and he won't feel alone anymore. And yeah, there are going to be good days and bad days, but the good will definitely outweigh the bad. And he will have a group of people that will support him with his mental health and just let him know he is loved by more people than he knows goodness you guys these are hard um so for the second question of if you could say anything to the person that you love that took their own life what would you say this first one says I miss you I wish I could have been there to help ease your mind and talk to you show you there were things worth living for show you how loved you are ultimately if I could have taken your pain off your shoulders and put it onto my own I would have The other one says, you have no clue how much I miss your hugs, how much your laugh once filled the air at family events. As soon as you'd see me, you'd ask what trouble I've been getting into. I wish I would have called more and I'm sorry. One of these last things I wanted to share, um, I wasn't sure if she wanted to remain anonymous or not, so I'll keep her anonymous, but she wrote this when she was going through a really hard time and it says there's this cancer that's been growing inside me it's been here since I was in middle school I remember the first time I felt it creep in over the years I have felt it grow and spread throughout my body this idea of death sometimes it would shrink back into remission when things were good I would forget about it and I wouldn't feel its sting other times it felt like I was about to be overtaken by it that it had finally reached my brain and that my time had come. But each time, there was always something that kept me alive. Life has been good. I've been in remission for almost two years. I thought I had finally beaten it, but once again, it has crept back upon me. So fast, I didn't even realize that it has almost made it to my brain. I feel so empty, so defeated. Will I ever win, or is it inevitable for the cancer to win? This cancer is not terminal. And I think that is something that anybody who struggles with depression can really relate to. Um, it does come and go. I've, I've had those moments where, you know, I'm in that place right now where I'm like, I've beaten it. I'm, I'm good. I'm in such a good place. But if you suffer from a chronic illness like that, um, it is normal for things to kind of come in waves and, it's learning how to ride those waves and learning conflict resolution within ourselves and positive self-talk and asking for help and doing everything that we can to get ourselves out of that space and make it known that you're struggling. There are so many people who want to help and want to be there. I promise you it is worth it. So I'm going to play... The last song for you guys and this song is called worth living for it is by said the sky oliver kid and levi the poet this is to anybody who is struggling right now just know that i love you
you guys we have closed out a really tough episode um before i go i'm going to leave you with um so what it actually is is i was watching an ls dream set which ls dream is a producer and he has an amazing 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 i'm gonna leave that (laughs) for a laugh um this amazing project called light code that he does with his wife, Sarah Hudson. So they have meditation videos and really awesome resources on their YouTube channel. Um, but I was just kind of doing a deep dive and during one of his sets that he had done over quarantine, he put together, um, as he was playing a set, he put together a video of a compilation of tweets. Um, and I thought it was very fitting for what we're talking about. So I'm just going to kind of read through them. And even though it's like a string of tweets, I just feel like it all works. It's, it's really interesting that way. So <sighs> your emotions are valid. Never give up on your true self. Don't be afraid to be who you are. It's safe for you to be your most authentic self. Never lose yourself. You are a warrior. Keep pushing forward. You're doing great. A thousand mile journey begins with the first step. Keep going. You can do this. You are loved. You are strong. And you are enough. You've always been enough. Let go of your self-blame for things you had no control over. Accept your pain and move on to harmony. It's okay to ask for help. It's okay to not be okay. It's okay to be sad. This too shall pass. It gets better. It really does get better. It gets a whole lot worse, but it really does get better in ways you could never even imagine. Emotions are guidance. Trust yourself. You are loved. You are strong. You are important. Celebrate your accomplishments. You're doing great, even if you want to do better. This is just a chapter, not the whole book. There's so much more for you here. You're destined for great things. Self-doubt can't win. Be kind to yourself, trust in yourself, take time for yourself, love yourself, and never forget to find the little moments of joy throughout the day. Remember to take it day by day. I'm so proud of you. Bigger and better things are coming. Small steps, do a little something every day. Follow your instinct and the path will reveal itself. There's no certain timeline for anything. 
explore different frequencies and dimensions through space and time, defy what is normal and ride the wave. Stay vibrant. The universe is in control. It'll be okay. Just enjoy the ride. A galactic purpose on the horizon awakens the new day, bringing peace, prosperity, and justice to everyone who wished their intentions from the heart space. Water your garden, grow your love. Don't beg for people to stay. You're on a journey, little starseed, with blessings on the way. And with that being said, I love you guys so, 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 so much. Please, please feel free to reach out to me for anything, always, even if I don't know you personally. Um, I really hope that this episode and these resources helped you guys. <sighs> take time for you. I'm going to end it with take time for you. Stay safe, stay beautiful, and please, please, please remember that there is always another day. 